Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob. Live in the Lounge, episode 125. I'm here with uh, Mr. Kevin Quinn, who uh, recently just got married. I just want to say congratulations. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, sir. How does it feel to be a married man here in the world today in the year 2016? Uh, it feels like it felt before I got married. It's fine, so it's good. No changes. It's good. It's good. It changes. Some people think that everything changes. It doesn't really. I mean... It's really just, you know, a union, if you will. Speaking of unions, one of the things that we uh, love to talk about is The Walking Dead. Now, two episodes have passed since the season seven premiere. And, you know, spoilers out there, ladies and gentlemen, on the why you'll be listening to this if you haven't watched season seven, episode one. But we're going to dive right into it. Um, before we get into, you know, what happened there, one of the things that I saw that you and your wife went to was the Walker Stalker convention. Which was in Oaks, right? Oaks, yeah, Pennsylvania. It was in Oaks. Yeah. So I, I'm, I just read today about the Walker Stalker Convention. It's the world's largest um, Walking Dead um, convention, run by fans for fans. They just had the big one in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which I think is the only one that Andrew Lincoln does. He doesn't want to do any others but that <laughs> one. What was Walker Stalker like? Oh, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, the lay the the only complaint I had was the layout of how they set up the vendors. Yeah, uh, it was in the Oaks Convention Center, which uh, if you've ever been in there, it's huge. Yeah, I've never There's been there. There's a ton of space in mm-hmm. there. Um, you walk through, uh, and the first set is uh, like a small stage. Uh, area and there's uh, a bunch of vendors set up. It was kind of like they were grouped together and there was a lot of open space. Mm-hmm. And then the next room you went into was a huge um, stage that they had set up with a lot of chairs and they had panels that they ran there. And then the back part uh, in the next and the third room was where all the celebs were from uh, the shows. Now it was supposed to be like um, cast from The Walking Dead uh, mm-hmm. as well as like Bates Motel and a couple other uh, you know related shows too you know mm-hmm. zombies and stuff like that um but yeah it was uh it was a good time um my wife and i went right before uh our uh, honeymoon and got married and everything so it was like a start of our vacation mm-hmm. um yeah so we walked through and uh it was a lot of different uh cast from the walking dead i got to meet uh seth gilliam which is awesome oh wow uh, huge fan of the wire mm-hmm. um which i was able to tell him i totally fanboyed though yeah like i walked up and he was like hey i'm seth and he stuck out his hand to shake my hand and i was just like uh, <laughs> hi, um, yeah. uh, Kevin. I think my name's Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I was wearing a shirt of Omar yeah, from that. The Wire, cool. and yeah. uh, he like looked at my shirt. He's like, "Oh, he's like The Wire is the greatest television series. I think it's the greatest television mm-hmm. series ever." And I was like, "I've been saying that for years." Like, like he took mm-hmm. the words right in my mouth. I've been saying that for forever. And uh, yeah, I don't think I really said too much to him other than I'm a huge fan of The Wire as well as The Walking Dead. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, just for you know, everything you've done for, for both of those shows. And he's like, oh, yeah, definitely. Very nice. Took mm-hmm. a picture with both of us. Um, you know, Norma Reedus was there. But the line for him was ridiculous. Ridiculous, you, right. You couldn't purchase tickets the day of. You had to pre-purchase you tickets have to pre-purchase, for him. Right? So, yeah. like, when you meet, like, a celebrity, like, you know, at these conventions, you have to, you got to pay. Yeah, yeah, pay, yeah. Pay to wait in line, which, you know, uh, I checked out the prices for the Atlanta one. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's weird how there's, like, these... You know scales like I think Norman was like 170, Andrew Lincoln 180 maybe. Like I, don't quote me on that, but I mean to wait in a line that long it, it takes a lot of perseverance. But I mean it's for the fans. I'd heard once that Norman um, got bit by some chick. Like she was so <laughs> overzealous that she came up and bit him like on his like torso and like they had to escort her out. 
Yeah, I, I, it was pretty neat though. They had so they gave you opportunities to do like um, duo pictures. Like they had one with um, uh, Merle, uh, uh-huh. Michael Roker, and mm-hmm. Norma Reedus. They had a combo pack. You could get a picture with both of them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Lenny James was there also. I totally missed the opportunity though. We were standing in line waiting to go in, and Lenny James walked up because where Seth Gilliam was was on the side. Uh, at the very end of the booths. Uh-huh. So uh, Lenny James kind of popped over and said hi to him, and they embraced and like gave each other this long hug, and I was like, oh, I didn't have my camera out to take oh, the picture. Man, yeah. and I totally missed the opportunity, but um, he then like proceeded to go through the back part of everybody's booth. So like uh, Alana Masterson, I, mm-hmm. I believe her name is, uh, who plays Tara, yeah. was in the next booth next to Seth, and he like popped in as she was taking a selfie with a... With a um, you know, a patron mm-hmm. and like kind of photo bombed it. So it was pretty neat. That's cool. Um, so yeah, so basically the photo op is you bring your own camera, you can take like a, you know, quote unquote selfie, mm-hmm. but someone takes the picture for you. So it's not like you're taking it, someone else is taking oh, it for uh, you. So you. That's that's my son Tyler here on the, the Bobcast, ladies and gentlemen. He was supposed to be asleep, but he's uh, awake from his nap. Uh, you're just going to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a walker in the background. Um, so like the Walker Stalker convention in Atlanta, they, they're adding... A bunch of different. They got like people from Lost. They got people from I think the show Supernatural, but the main focus of the attraction is apparently too is split down the middle, fifty fifty women and men, both dressed as Negan. <laughs> Negan um, showed up in a big way last year, uh, the finale, you know, of season six, you know, and obviously we didn't get a chance to see who Lucille met. But at the same time, it, it was a great conversation for, what, from April until, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, it's October. So, I mean, people speculating. We both chatted before the Season 7 premiere, and we both talked about how, you know, we were happy it, it wasn't spoiled. Uh, first off, let me just say, uh, I'd like to apologize to Chad Hunty on Instagram for spoiling his Season uh, 7, Episode 1, uh, The Deaths. I did two drawings of uh, the characters. So, real quick, shout out to you. Sorry, bro. <laughs> You know, it's and one thing I like to talk about too is like you remember like back in the day in the '90s, say there was a TV show you liked, everyone tuned in at nine o'clock. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe you would use your VCR mm-hmm. and you would watch it on VHS the next day. Yeah. But there wouldn't be people who were two seasons behind. You know what I mean? Like I I miss that kind of like you know like I have to watch The Walking Dead when it's on at nine o'clock. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have to live watch stuff anymore. I mean, it, especially with something like that where it's there's so many viewers that you're going to it, – it's hard not to fall victim to a spoiler I know. in that sense because of social media. But um, but on the flip side of that, like I love the ability to be able to binge watch things too. Like we briefly talked last uh, episode about Fear of the Walking Dead yeah. um, and how I was kind of left unsatisfied with season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did get a chance to watch the first part of season two currently in the um, process again you know Uh getting married life showed up it was a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. going on so from august through to october didn't get a chance to watch the second half of fear but so now you started watching it again just the other day and and it has gotten so much better than season one i was so much more impressed there 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 was one scene in particular though that i really just questioned still like is that when they're drinking tequila at the bar and he's playing the piano Yes. Like, hello? Yeah. Wait, have you guys just completely forgotten right. that there's walkers all outside the hotel? Like, that. Yeah. To, uh, like, I'm a, a writer, you know, and, like, for mm-hmm. me, it's just like, why? Why yeah. don't you put that in there? Yeah. You know, because I want to care about these guys. You right. know, like, I really like Nick, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think he's, I like the episode, I think it was the premiere episode where, you know, the dogs are chasing him. and he's, Yeah, like, the yeah. mid-season opener. Yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess binge-watching, you know, it does definitely have its, you know, 
especially if you're, you know, with a loved one, you know, and you want to watch something for, like, a long period of time, it has its benefits. But with The Walking Dead, people get nasty. People oh, get sure. really nasty on Facebook. There's people, like, writing, like, I don't get these fans. <laughs> I don't get why they're so, like, up in arms about things. And I'm just like, uh, it's, it's, it's a soap opera. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, like, an adult soap opera. Yeah. And, I mean... My wife doesn't watch it, which is really strange. Like she, she watches Fear, but she doesn't watch The Walking Dead. Really? Which, yeah, it's really weird. Huh. But I'm not complaining because I get like a little bit, of, you know, <laughs> a little bit of entertainment for me. You know, yeah. it's one hour. This is just my my yeah. thing, you know. But um, so let's get right into it. So I mean, so like Col- Coleman was at the the convention too. The guy who plays uh, was he? Yeah, he was at the. They did. Mm-hmm. He was on the smaller stage of the panel that they had uh, mm-hmm. set up there too. I did sit in on a paddle with Chad Coleman also. Yeah, what was that like? It was awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he kind of just, uh, you know, it was a lot of, like, gushing over, you know, a lot of people came up and asked questions. It was basically just a lot of fans asking questions about, you know, his experiences on, on the show. And there was a shout-out to The Wire because he played Cuddy on The Wire yeah. as well. Um, and uh, But it was cool. Uh, he's got a lot of new stuff going on. I think he's on a show called uh, Gotham, I, yeah. I, which I haven't watched, but apparently he's on that. So it was mainly him. Is he the Mad Hatter? I don't know what is. I didn't watch. I haven't watched the show, so I don't no, know what know, character wait, he's, he is. Am I thinking the guy that played the wolf is the Mad Hatter? Oh, okay, he, I liked him too. But yeah, yeah, I, I he wish was he, good. I wish he stayed around. Yeah, Dave Grohl Jr. Right? Totally. <laughs> but I mean, he met. He what? He got shot in the head, right? Carol. Took uh, him out. Carol took him out. Yeah. Well, he was bit. He was. Uh, he, he was. was bit. He was helping. But they could. They could have. You know, taken that right off. You yeah. Know, but. Well, that's what she was like. I'm gonna chop it off for you. Yeah, I, basically. That, that, I think that is probably one of my favorite episodes of all time of The Walking Dead. That's uh, No Escape, I think it's called. That's the one where, you know, Alexander is taken over. Yeah. Carl, you know. The wall, the wall came down yeah, and they're fighting off. Yeah, that was just so good. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I remember, like, the... I mean, I used to read the books. Are you still reading the books? Yeah, I'm up through. Um, I'm up through episode 96. So just before the You're group, right before. the group meets mm-hmm. Negan uh, is where I'm at. So they haven't okay. met him yet. So I got Compendium One. I read that, and then mm-hmm. I just decided that I got to stop because I really like the the show acting more than the books are really good. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather tune in to see, you know. Yeah. So I did know that you know we're gonna get into it right now that you know Glenn dies yeah. in issue 100. Yep. I remember when the book came out, I remember seeing stuff on websites, people, you know, being upset with, you know, that decision, and then, like, you know, like, does that mean that Steven Yoon's gonna die? And You know what I mean? Like, they, they did a really good job last year of making it seem <laughs> yeah. that Glenn was gonna die, they called the dumpster gate, and mm-hmm. then Glenn was gonna, um, dumpster. he almost dies in this one scene where the walkers are, he's, like, inside the wall and Alexander, and then all of a sudden, Abraham mm-hmm. shows know, up. Can you get the up. gate? Pow! He yeah. says, like, one of those great mm-hmm. one-liners. Yeah. But um, there was a lot of foreshadowing. Like, if you watch, you know, uh, especially, um, I think it was season six, the last uh, episode before the premiere, you know, they're they're so gung-ho that they think that they could just take out Negan. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll take care of him. Yeah. You know, they tell the, the hilltop that we, we've got this, you yeah. know? And Michonne says it's going to cost us. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, it definitely did cost him. But, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about Negan. I, I think Negan's one of the best villains of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, let's not forget, too, that uh, there was a lot of backlash that I've read that, you know, uh, Rick's getting all these, all these guys killed, you know, mm-hmm. Glenn and Abraham, but... If you if you go back and watch, Daryl was actually the one. It's who, it was his idea mm-hmm. to take out Negan. 
he says to uh, Gregory, he's like, this guy just sounds like he's all trumped up and mm-hmm. he's just like a uh, you know a bully, but really doesn't have any backing. I, th- I would just say we take him out. And then Maggie says, yeah, that sounds good. And Rick says, okay. So it was really like yeah, Daryl, Maggie. And Daryl, too, with uh, right. jumping and up and punching And then same thing with Daryl punches Negan that he takes out uh, Glenn. I remember that scene. He says, like, uh, <clears throat> you going to hook us up? Like, yeah. like yeah. You know, like, what you're going up against? Right. And, I mean, the saviors are just, they're just badass, man. You One know? of the interesting things I was thinking about on the way over here, too, uh, was uh, if, uh, if they're going to add an element to uh, Negan maybe being gay. Oh, uh, wow. Because was it, it was an exchange between right after ne- uh, Negan gets punched by Daryl and Dwight comes over with Daryl's crossbow and is like, I'll take him out now. And Negan kind of makes this reference like, uh, you sure you want to do that? At least before you had a taste? You don't know how that's going to taste or how this tastes? Yeah, he says something. I, I, I must have watched that a couple times. He says, um, before, you, before you taste that or something like that. You don't get to kill them yet. You, bef- you, it's something really strange. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that would be, you know. The more the merrier. I mean, no matter what his sexual orientation, Tyler understands. Um, you know, like, I just feel as if just the way he talks is so good. His oh, dialogue, yeah. And the way he delivers it is yeah. just, like, creepy. And, yeah. like, just so, like, it's a perfect combination of, like, it's almost like the Joker where it's, like, you you fear him, but you also love him at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, cause Negan's funny, you yeah. know? I mean, uh, when he asked for the pen, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's yeah. just assignments. Small, like, you know, yeah. funny stuff like that. Well, I only bring that up about him being gay because it looks like the guys that follow him uh-huh. are, like, you know, a uh, stereotypical yeah. macho kind of guy mm-hmm. where it's like if they found out if he was if, – if this is just yeah. speculation on mm-hmm. my part. If he is, in fact, gay – would they still follow him? And would there be an overthrow of him if they found out if this is a secret? Now, this isn't... I'm yeah. just speculating if that's... Just because of that exchange. It's just a theory that I had. It could be, yeah. You know, yeah. so I wonder if um, if that if that's like almost like his Achilles heel. You know what, you know what I'm saying? I also wonder how did he how did he come to power like that? Right. Like, how, how does he have so many people yeah. following him? And like, I mean, obviously he's a, you know, soothsayer. He has really good way with words oh yeah but like you know like in the apocalypse like i would i, I can't wait to find out um what he did before you yeah. know like uh what, what job he had i mean i already found out one piece of information that i i, I won't tell you because i don't want to spoil it but like i just i want to know more about him i want to have a whole negan episode mm-hmm. you know and just like see you yeah. know they did that with the governor and like, yeah. the governor is a pale comparison to oh yeah negan like the, the governor like he was like a half bad guy you know what I mean like he yeah. tried to have people like you know flourish in society he tried to do this but at the, at the bottom of it he was just still attached to his little girl you yeah. know what I mean but like Negan is the first super badass villain oh, yeah. of The Walking Dead and I think it's the way that they kind of restructured uh, the base from the comic to the screen uh, mm-hmm. as in the comic as you remember the governor's much more vicious than he was portrayed on the show. Yes, yes. Uh, much mm-hmm. more. I mean, he immediately cuts off Rick's hand the first mm-hmm. time he meets him. Yeah. Um, they brutally rape uh, and kidnap Michonne uh, yes. for days. For days. None of that happened in, in the show. And mm-hmm. I think it was almost like they took a lighter approach, especially casting, you know, David Morrissey. Like, they've done a pretty good job with, like, casting actors that look similar to their mm-hmm. paper counterpart. But with the governor, it was almost like, they took it a little bit of a different way. They did. David Morrissey, I don't think anything looks anything like the paper version of the governor. I mean, the governor in the books looks more like, um, uh, what's that actor's name? 
just with the mustache, the longer hair, you know? I think it looked like Lieutenant Dan. It did. <laughs> it did right? look like Lieutenant Dan. That would have been a good pick. Right? But, um, I mean, after the after the war, Lieutenant Dan. Here we go. Woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah, after the war, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, Negan, like, the, so, when the premiere happens, I, I like, I, I was so, I, I, I loved, like, a lot of people had a problem with the, the non-linear structure as the way that they told Season seven, episode one, like you know, it starts off. You think you're going to see Negan like take him yeah. out right away, but yeah. you know, there's so much speculation online yeah. about why would they show Rick Grimes with the blood splatter here? Because yeah. everyone's like, well, it's got to be someone from this side, yeah. you know. And I'm like thinking, like, eh, it could be, but mm-hmm. you know, I loved how like they showed him, like you know, yeah, she's a vampire. Bats. Oh my, his lines are so good, so good. They I love them when he says uh, to Simon, he's like. Uh, you know what's uh, we're gonna take uh, your buddy there. What's his name? He says, "Yeah, Daryl." He's like, oh, "Wow, that actually sounds yeah, right." He does. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's so good. Deliver- it's so rich. His, well, his delivery is great too. Like the first uh, when he, his first exchange with Simon, and he says, uh, "What's Rick got on?" He says, "A hatchet." Like just yeah. the kind of the inflection of the, how he says it. It's just amazing. Uh, yeah. uh, the the whole exchange with him and Rick throughout the whole episode too about how he's like, look. I'm not gonna tell you I'm trying to break you down, but that's, I'm trying to break you down, and mm-hmm. you're just not getting it. Like you're, you, yeah. you need to, you need to bow down and succumb to me, and you need to do what I say. Did you see what happened? Just, right, like, and he's just not getting it. like no. all, like even when he's sitting there and he like looks at him in, in the RV, and he's like, you can see just his eyes talking to Rick, and he's just like, wow, I know, like yeah. what I just did, and you're telling me I'm yeah. gonna kill you, yeah. like ah, oh, just something. Yes. I'm not getting through to you. Uh, and on another note. I mean, I think it's time that Andrew Lincoln receives an Emmy for his, you know, portrayal of of Rick Grimes. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, he he's so good. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like he, how do you get yourself that emotional? I mean, there's several scenes in this episode where I mean he's real. I mean, the one that calls to mind is towards the end of it with you know the hatchet and, and his son. But like, I mean, he's been delivering for a couple years now. Like uh-huh. when you watch him in the couple in the first few seasons, he's still learning. Yeah. You agree, right, Tyler? Yeah. But I mean, like he now, like I can't imagine his prep of how he gets himself so emotionally, you know, yeah, invested in this character. But oh, yeah. I mean, the breaking of Rip Grimes, though. I mean, I love that scene though, like how they're in the RV and Negan can't see shit because there's fog everywhere. Yeah. You know, like but yeah. it just reminded me of like. Like, maybe, like, a little bit of, like, Natural Born Killers in there. So, like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, just, like, driving yeah. off, like, yeah. you know? And, like, go get my hatchet. I yeah. love that, you yeah. know? And, like, that scene was... That was just nuts, man. You know? Yeah. Like, and Negan really gets the job done. And then, you know, uh, as Rick goes out to try to find the hatchet, then finally, after two commercial breaks, mm-hmm. at the 20-minute mark, we finally get to see the scene. Yeah. And I think that was a great way to do it. Because, I mean, like, starting off with it and just being like, here, here it is, like... You know what I mean? Like, people were like, oh, man, like, I can't stand Gimple and the way he writes. Like, I thought it was cool, but... I, I, uh, I've liked him as the showrunner, actually, a lot more Mm -hmm. um, uh, in the past couple seasons since he took over. Especially, like, uh, when you've you've seen him interviewed on The Talking Dead, when he's always like, we want to put the viewer in the uh, viewpoint of Mm -hmm. what our characters are going through. And I think that was... You know, put back a couple seasons where, you know, like the whole thing with Glenn and he was like, under the dumpster or not. And mm-hmm. it was like trying to like figure out, you know, what are the characters going through? And I think yeah. they've taken that approach a lot. Like the, the last day on Earth was the season finale last season. Mm-hmm. 
And it came to fruition that, yeah, it was the last day on Earth. It was a point of view of somebody that was in the van, which we know now was mm-hmm. Glenn, mm-hmm. Uh, was his last day on Earth. That's true. You know? I didn't think um, that's good. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, it was clips coming in and out of commercial breaks where you could see somebody looking through the hood through the cool yeah. crack of the van. And mm-hmm. we figured it was probably going to be a male. Well, who was in the van? Well, it was Glenn and mm-hmm. it was Daryl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I speculated that Abraham was going to, me too. Die too. Just, because I just had of a how, fear, yeah. yeah I, I, when you see Negan approach everybody, and yeah. he's the first one that kind of stands, stands up, up, you know, and he obviously is the threat. He's the one that's going to be the most insubordinate. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and then you know when he when we finally see that scene where you know the bat goes right to him. Oh yeah. Like I love the way Negan like kind of bats his eyes too. You know. Yeah. The one thing that uh, I, I wonder sometimes though is like, okay, so at the end of uh, season six, the last day on Earth, you see Negan hit him and then you hear him say he's taking it like a champ but then you continue to hear the, the mm-hmm. bludgeon but you don't hear suck my nuts sure yeah but yeah, whatever you know what I mean? yeah they, they couldn't you know they couldn't deviate but at the same time like i'm thinking like well where's the suck my nuts you yeah know? But, well i think it could have been like uh you and i had talked offline before that mm-hmm. they might have not really figured out who they wanted to well they did take film. off they filmed so both. They, that's what i'm saying yeah. i think they they it was getting to that i think they filmed the death scenes for everybody mm-hmm. that way they could easily you know throw anyone in plus the cast really wouldn't know who dies they would think yeah. i'm the one who's dying so in interviews they got to keep their secret keep their secret you know, so they yeah. don't know but really it's you know Abraham and Glenn that, yeah. that meet their uh, their demise, but yeah, I and mean, the whole exchange, like uh, even after the fact when uh, Daryl punches Negan, he's like, yeah, he's like, I, I no exceptions, I'm gonna shut that shit down. Yeah, and, yeah he's just mm-hmm. like, I'm a man of my word, and um, it's it's kind of hard for me to figure out too if I need he really has me. some sincerity mm-hmm. on if he really is remorse, not remorseful, but really wants to let these guys know, like, hey, I'm not a bad guy. You guys brought this on yourselves, or if he is just really sadistic, twisted fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it it's kind of like hard it. to figure out the line. If, oh hell, this if, is hard on you, yeah. Right, yeah. Because it's like he could be taunting with them and like, I really see how this is hard on you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I really am truly sorry. Well, back to it, and then yeah. just swings and that was takes shocking. Glenn out. It's like, I mean, it was whew. so shocking because I, I mean, I'd seen that he was close to Glenn, but I mean, like, <clears throat> you know, it's, it might happen because of mm-hmm. the books, but the way it happened was yeah. so, excuse me, well executed. Because I mean, you you have Abraham, then you're like, oh, it's a sense of almost relief. Oh, it's Abraham. Yeah. He's been on since, what, season four, three yeah. seasons with him, you know? Yeah. He had some good moments, you know, funny lines. But Glenn, you know, he's been there since the beginning. Yeah. You know, he's the pizza boy that saves Rick in the tank, and without, you know, Glenn, Rick don't get out that tank, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, it <laughs> yeah. was just so brutal the way that it happened, though. I mean, oh, yeah. And a lot I of mean, people, they, they complain about the, the, I guess, the gore. First off, it's fiction, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And as I've said here on the Bobcast, I like my... You know, violence fictionalized. I don't like it in the real world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 this is a TV show. You yeah. Know I mean, this yeah. isn't real life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but the way that the special effects were done, I thought that was great, man. Like, oh yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. I mean, apparently the bat was rubber and the bat had uh, blood packets in it that would spurt uh, upon, like you know. Yeah. And it was just so well done. Like, don't worry, I'll get it. <laughs> but I mean, so like, what's going through your mind when Glenn? Oh, I, I thought the same thing. I thought it was it was really brutal. Um, I, I think there's almost this like desensit- desensitization yeah. <laughs> uh, with how people die in The Walking Dead. Like uh, you're either getting uh, stabbed or you're getting shot, basically. And that's kind of the two ways you're dying. But to see someone actually bludgeoned to death with a bat, uh, to me it was 
it was almost like it brought over that uh, it was a little bit too real in a sense. Yeah. That's why I, I kept thinking this whole episode was just brutal. Like I know, again, it's fiction, but it, it, to me it always reminded me of uh, – um, it immediately th- I thought back to um, the end of Casino when Pesci and his brother oh, yeah, get it yeah, yeah. at the end and they're getting beaten with the bats mm-hmm. and you hear the thud and every, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, it's such a vicious way to die. So it was the like – yeah. yeah, as soon as as soon as you see him – Negan walk out with the bat, I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. You know? I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I thought the uh, – Greg Nicotero is amazing with uh, with what he's done with the show, mm-hmm. uh, not just with like design of you know the walkers and the and the uh, the gore and all that stuff, but just his direction too. He directed some really amazing episodes yeah. last, he did the one last the, season. This no the escape. opener, yeah, opener. I think he did the uh, the the season premiere. He did he both did. this year. Did he? he did episode two, the the kingdom too. Did he? Um, okay. Yeah, he's he's. I just love when when I see mm-hmm. his name pop up in the, yeah. the opening credits. As you know, director. it's gonna be good. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean he. It, yeah, he's he's come mm-hmm. a long way of like just being the horror like makeup guy mm-hmm. to like you know coming into the his guy. Own and he should just do them all, man. They oh, sure. Away, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean the special effects. I mean after Glenn's on the ground and then I mean the eye popping out. Like I know that was in the books, but I didn't know if they would do that for TV. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean like that was just brutal to watch, uh-huh. and the line you know that he delivers too. I mean like kudos to Stephen because I mean like that's some great acting right there. Oh, yeah. You know, and like he. I read an interview. He was like saying, like maybe that Glenn's brain firing back for when he was looking for Maggie I think and so. Terminus. You I know, think so. Or like, yeah, you know. But uh, it's still a great moment and yeah. the reaction by the cast. You know. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing too is like it, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Daryl. You know what I mean? Daryl yeah. doesn't get right. up and punch. So I think that Daryl's gonna have a really hard time with it. You know. I think that and, and uh, the coming preview for the this next episode is you could see that Daryl's captive and he's uh, broken. They're, well, they're I think they're trying to break him, mm-hmm. and I think they realize how difficult it's going to be. Daryl's not, you know, the uh, yeah. He was kind of a broken, you know, mm-hmm. a broken doll uh, prior yeah. to prior. the apocalypse. Yeah. You know, he's got all his issues with him and Merle when they were kids and stuff, and his which we do see a, right. Yeah. We do see a bit of when he was on. Uh, I think it was season four when him and Beth are by themselves, or yeah. um, they talk about and they go back stuff to with his dad, and that's Daryl's house, right? That episode. Or I don't think it's it like, his actual house. Yeah. He just knew what the place was because yeah. he had, you know, the he chair had seen and it. The yeah, bucket he knew, for the yeah, yeah the broken dip. TV on top of the yeah. non-working TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we, there was a, I think, a, also a scene in that where Michael Roker. Um, uh, he's trying to get Daryl to come back with him, and he pulls his vest off, and you see all the scars on Daryl's back, and he yeah. realizes he puts the pieces together like, "Oh, Dad beat you too." Dad like, beat him, yeah. You know, so there's definitely a huge backstory to Daryl that we don't know about, especially mm-hmm. since he wasn't in the comic either. So it's kind of yeah. like they have free reign to come up with whatever they want. But I mean, eventually he's gonna die. I mean, everyone's gonna die on the walk. I would think so. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he he's such a fan favorite, so I would. Th- I would think they would have a hard time just easily doing it. I think they he's going to have it, a really yeah. brutal death, but I don't know that it'll happen this season. I think introducing Negan has really opened the door to a lot of, you know, they're already renewed for season eight, but I think introducing Negan's really opens the door to a whole another realm of mm-hmm. storylines that they can kind of dovetail into three or four more seasons if they want. I think they, I mean, I read something that the show might go on forever. You know I mean? Like really, I mean, if you think about it, if this cast you know, gets tired of it, they could just move another one into it. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, I don't think they could have done that with other shows like Lost and stuff like that because they needed an end. Or if there is an end to the zombie apocalypse, which would be interesting. But, yeah. I mean, all the doom and gloom of the season premiere um, was completely uh, switched around with episode two of The Kingdom. Uh-huh. And I briefly want to talk about that. I mean, 
Carol, um, she's a badass with the conflict going on right now, an mm-hmm. internal conflict, you know what I mean? She don't want to kill nobody. Mm-hmm. I guess I get it, you know? I, I, <laughs> I mean, like, you've been killing people for a long time, and you're yeah. pretty good at lying and manipulating people. Yeah. But she doesn't want to kill no more, and obviously she wants to get away. She doesn't get away, and, you know, we, we find out about this whole other world, the kingdom. Um, I love the episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved King Ezekiel. You know, I thought that I thought that was such a great introduction scene when they walk in. You know, what was your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, this some um, you know social media backlash that this was such like a boring episode, and people really would much rather watch the Eagles play Dallas. I don't really give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. I watched The Walking Dead because I watched The yeah. Walking Dead, um, and uh, I, I thought it was a much needed um, pause from what we just saw in episode one. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it was great. We already knew, we already had an introduction to uh, some of the people from the kingdom. We didn't know it was the kingdom yet. It was Morgan mm-hmm. who told Carol about it. Um, but it was just, uh, again, it, it, not just introducing Negan, but also introducing the kingdom. There's so many people there. It's going to yeah. open up another door for us to have so many different storylines. Morgan's training we can that kid. Yeah. yeah. We're going to introduce so many more characters. We already know that... There's some stuff going on there between. I, I love that uh, the kingdom does a uh, um, a um, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, losing it here. A cobbler. A sacrifice or, <laughs> or yeah, cobbler. Yeah. No, yeah. The morning, the breakfast cobblers. I really wanted to have cobbler. a cobbler after that episode, right? <laughs> no, that they do an offering to the saviors, yeah. which is the pigs, They're but they make sure they feed theme. the walkers uh, to the pigs yeah. before they give it to them. And I guess kind of like this, like backhanded, like maybe they'll get sick and they'll get exposed and they'll die from this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can tell that they're not okay with it. Like they they do no. it, and they're also keeping it a secret. Right. Ezekiel is not letting everyone know. Right. But he lets Morgan in because he obviously sees the strengths in Morgan. And I like that Morgan likes Ezekiel. Yeah. You know, like Carol, we, we learn about Ezekiel through Carol's POV, but Morgan has been there for a couple days. Yeah. Morgan sees what the kingdom's all about. Yeah. And, um,. Well, I think it's interesting. Uh, it's almost necessary, too, that not just Carol's having this struggle of character where she doesn't want to kill anymore and she wants to just get away, but also Morgan is realizing that you can't just go off of what, um, uh, what was his name, Nateman? Mm-hmm. Uh, or Hostman? What was his name? The Cheesemaker. Eastman. 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 You can't go off the ideology still of every, you gotta all adapt. life is precious. Mm-hmm. You have to, like Michonne told him last season, like, look, that just can't be the it. Like, there's there's so many more yeah. facets to that. Eastman and also was very contained. You know, Correct. Like, yeah, yeah, he didn't have he a lot of interaction. Exactly. And, and Morgan, yeah. I think, is being able to not completely give up that idea, mm-hmm. but is being able to mold it around the world that he lives in now. And and, and it's yeah. great because Morgan, in that mind frame of like, no, we can't we can't do this, we can't do that, that stuff's not going to fly in this world. And no. he's starting to be able to shift into, all right, well, maybe we have to, you know, he's almost like rebuilding morals and values mm-hmm. for himself. And it's good to see his character kind of develop more. Because in the comic, he's he's no longer, neither Carol or, or uh, Morgan are still alive at this point in the comic either. Wow. So it's interesting to see what their dynamic, what their dynamic is at this point for mm-hmm. each one of those characters. Um, so Morgan, uh, Morgan's just the best though. I mean, like he's got those great lines, you know what I mean? Like he's training that kid, which is interesting to see him have a new type of like uh, protege, you know, and I love that. I love that he's adapting. And, you know, the kingdom obviously is a major adaptation of, like, you know, I guess, like, you know, in a, in a post-apocalyptic world, you would want to have a king, you know? Yeah. And I kept thinking to myself, like, he's got, is he really this nuts? <laughs> right. You know? Right. Or is he putting it on, you know, yeah. the Ritz? Yeah. And 
I love the ending. I mean, that that monologue at the end where he goes into his backstory, Mm -hmm. it's just so good, you know, because it's just like it makes sense. Yeah. You know, he was a zookeeper Uh and he worked at the community theater and he just sells it, you know, which is so cool because, I mean, like that that actor just, I mean, immediately after one episode, you're invested. And that's hard to do, man. Oh, yeah. It's so hard to do, like with any TV show. You introduce somebody. Yeah. You don't really give a shit for him, maybe for three, four years. You know what I mean? Yeah. But is he go right off the bat? I was like, I'm with that dude. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, uh, there's so many characters. Like, I talked to people, uh, friend, uh, friends of mine, that were like, Yeah, you know what? If Abraham dies, eh, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't really that upset about it, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. But I was like, Yeah, I think it's gonna be Glenn. I think it's gonna be Abraham. I think it might be a combination of the two. And they were like more upset that it could be Glenn, but not so much mm-hmm. Abraham. And you're right. When they introduce characters into this show, it's like you. you yeah, when Abraham was time to have really, to, you really didn't like care too much. Right, like, it's like you 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 take time. There's episodes. There's an investment to like really start to care about these guys. And Abraham with was Ezekiel, like a, a he jerk in the beginning. Well, no, yeah, he I, I, he. Uh, I just love that. You know, he's like, "What is it? You can't bullshit a bullshitter." You know, yeah. he calls Carol out right like off that. the bat. Right yeah. off the bat, he's like, "I see what you're doing." Like, well, Morgan mm-hmm. did the same thing, and I think that's yeah. part of like because she went right into her shtick when she first met. I'm like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And I'm like, "Oh, is she doing this again?" Like, I get I why she and Morgan's does just it. Like, I know he's like, "Bitch, stop!" I know, come on, I know, I know. please, stop come on. Shit. But I understand why she does it. It's a defense mechanism it's for herself, mechanism, and yeah. she she's able to like you know be camouflaged in a new environment. Then she starts stealing stuff, getting herself ready, you know. But um. But I know Morgan saw right through it when he, uh, mm-hmm. when he, because they first had an exchange when they were building up the wall at Alexandria. He's like, you were always watching. We were a cop before. Like, you're always watching everybody else. Mm-hmm. She's like, what do you mean? He's like, I see you. I yeah. see you seeing me, you know? Yeah. And uh, and I love that Ezekiel saw right through it, too, mm-hmm. and was able to call her out on it and, and in a hope that she would, you know, yeah. kind of reciprocate that honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> plus, it looked like he was just, you know, Maybe trying to hook up with her, too. I, that's what I'm saying. You know that's what, what I was going to bring up next. Yeah. You think, like, there's an attraction there, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, mean he, comes, he comes to her later. You know yeah, what I mean? he, door. like, changes clothes. Yeah, he's all he dressed brought, up He brought stuff. some fruit with him. So, like, that's the other... Like, okay, so, like, once Carol, like, they leave the scene, and he says to her, like, maybe I can help you with something. Yeah. What is that house? Is that the front of the kingdom? I think it is. I think it's so... You know how like, Alexandria was set up where there was houses yeah. and then they built up the wall around the community? Yeah. I think there was an, a few houses outside of mm-hmm. uh, the kingdom that just weren't enclosed in the wall. So she's so like... She wants she's just there? outside. Yeah, she's just outside of the kingdom. I mean, there's it's no strange. cobbler outside. Why the hell do you want to be out there? You know what I mean? Like, I, right. I, I would want to be where the cobbler is. Right. But I mean, like... I I, that, I question that because I'm like, what, what's so significant about this house? Why does she want to stay there? I mean, she obviously was like, um, she obviously was like trying to uh, basically, you know, stay there. She was making a fire for the evening, and she was. It just seemed like like she wanted to be there rather than the kingdom. But I mean, Ezekiel ain't having it, and he was there for the booty call right away. Well, it's interesting because when she booty ex- tiger, she, <laughs> booty tiger, she booty ex- tiger. <laughs> She exiled herself before. Well, no, Rick yeah, actually. Before. Rick actually did actually. Rick, Rick, Rick told her, yeah. said you need to leave, and she was like, I don't understand, because um, she killed uh, Karen and yeah. uh, and David. I think um, she exiled herself from the prison, but stayed close by because she was there to help them out help when them. they got in the jam in Terminus. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's almost like she wants to like distance herself and leave, but at the same time she's like, I'm not really going to go too far because mm-hmm. there's this familiarity of like my family, and I don't want to 
distance myself too much, but at the same time, like I need to just I need to go on a timeout almost. It's, that's what it seems like. She wants to put herself on a timeout. She's been just on a timeout for a bit out. though, right? Yeah. Like, it's no, like, you're right. I, I just want the badass Carol to come back, the one who's, who who uh, blew up the tank at Terminus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'd like to see that. Um, I do love like the, the whole as Ezekiel and Carol get together. I think that's a great power couple right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be funny too if like she she start acting the role of being the queen. <laughs> like you <Right>. Carol <laughs> yeah. with a good voice. Right. You know? But she's kind of have that already. Like I'm I'm just so excited in the most wonderful way. Like, yeah. yeah. But um, I mean it's it's not too often you get a TV show that you know. It, I mean obviously it's completely in a fantasy world, but like you care about it. You know what I mean? And like. I, I people like sometimes like they either hate it or they love it. And I don't I don't get that. You know what I mean? Like oh I hate The Walking Dead. Like what? Okay, why, why are you taking away from my fun? You yeah, know what I mean like yeah. There's TV shows that I don't particularly like, but I don't say I hate them. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. So I mean, it gets to a certain point where you're like, look, just you're entertained. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah, I think with Ezekiel too, it's um, it's 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 just a different. Uh, view of what the leaders we've seen so far uh, mm-hmm. have done. It's just a different approach. I mean, we've had, you know, um, Rick throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. We had the governor. Uh, we had um, uh, Gareth, Gareth uh, at the yeah. terminus. Uh, we have, you know, Negan now, and mm-hmm. then we have Ezekiel. It's just a different approach on a leader. You know, yeah. every every time we've encountered somebody new, there's definitely been a you know someone in charge that mm-hmm. you know kind of corrals everybody. This is just a completely off the yeah, wall off the wall. one. I, I think it was so important for him to take off his mask in front of Carol because if this shit went on for like a yeah, couple episodes would, yeah. where he was like walking around like oh, does not not they one can you. <laughs> yeah, well, you want not one what's color? His, what's, like, his, uh, what? what's his right hand man? Deuces. Like you yeah, it. Jerry. Jerry. I like Jerry. Yeah, Jerry's Jerry great. His squire. Yeah. yeah, Jerry's just happy to be there. Deuces. Man. Deuces. Yeah. We got pomegranate. I'm in holler. Yeah. And apples. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, like, what? It just sounds fun, you know what I mean, to like, be a part of the kingdom. It looks like they got good produce, you know what I mean? And uh, they even got cafeteria trays. So, I mean. But it's, it's or, and, you know, we had Gregory at the hilltop, too, as their leader. But yeah, it's he was, almost he like. crazy that day. He's still alive, right? He got stabbed. Yeah, he got stabbed, right? but he was surviving. So, it's, it's weird. Like, the hilltop, they have had experience with the outside world they know what Negan's about they all know what Negan's about the kingdom appears though that the people inside the walls don't really don't know, know what's happening how did they get that way too well it's probably you know I- I'm assuming it's similar to how how everybody else has started where they just kind of Met them compiled the road, together maybe, yeah. and like brought mm-hmm. people in and um but you know with Ezekiel keeping a tight-knit group on who knows about the saviors mm-hmm. um it's and he's like I won't tell because I think they're going to want to fight back it's like they don't really have an exposure. They don't have the experience like Rick's group did too. I mean, they yeah. really bit off more than they can chew for sure. Trying Definitely. to take on Negan's group yeah. and and the hilltop. Uh, it'd be interesting to see now the aftermath of that. How Jesus reacts because he knew, you know, he knew how bad Negan was. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. And so did Gregory. And they were just like, "Go ahead, yeah, you want to do it? You want to? You want to take care of our Negan problem? Go ahead. Yeah. You can try that if you want. Yeah. You know." Um, and we still, because we still don't know, like the they, Hilltop gave up half of their food to Rick's group. Yeah, uh, when that was and, that and was Negan. the deal, and then Negan's still around. So, but Negan still gets half. Yeah, so we're, right. Maybe they got set up. I don't know because it's, there's there'd be zero percent food for the Hilltop then, unless they got some other like you know something. Is the Hilltop working for Negan? Uh, is Jesus trusted? Well. That's yeah. These are all good questions. I, I, I know think, that it probably is in the book, but I'm. Not I gonna, think you know, Jesus. I'm not I think Jesus can be trusted. Uh, I don't trust Gregory at all. Um, no, he's no. just you know, um, 
he's like a he's just a, he's just a douche. He's a douchebag. Yeah, he's a really douchebag. Yeah, yeah. He's just the way so, he talks. Um, but it'd be interesting to see because there's definitely um, there's definitely um, a platform for like an alliance to overthrow Negan. I think. Yeah. With the Hilltop, with the Kingdom, that, with Rick's happen. group, yeah. with, or with Alexandria Hilltop, mm -hmm. and I mean with that. But the only problem, there, well, see, thing too, we know that uh, Negan's men can fall in line, and and like you know, there's like one leader throughout the entire thing. Like they got mm -hmm. Dwight, they got Simon, those guys kind of corral people, mm -hmm. but. Um, we don't know what, how it's going to be if all those guys, you know, Hilltop, Kingdom, mm -hmm. Alexandria compiled their forces, mm -hmm. if they can really fight to take on Negan's group. Either. I hope it doesn't happen this season. I hope that they kind of stretch it out maybe for two, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because you can't really just get rid of Negan that quickly, I don't think. I mean, he's such a rich character. It'd be yeah. great to have a villain for a couple seasons that, yeah. you know, you just, you know, you love to hate, you, you know, and... I just think that that would be the best way to do it, but I think there's going to be a huge mm -hmm. uh, alliance that totally. tries to overthrow him. But mm -hmm. even even uh, there might be an internal one too. It seems like uh, from the scenes we've seen so far too that Dwight has a problem with Negan because we just still yeah. don't know from when he Dwight encounters Daryl in the woods uh, him, and him and his chick take Daryl's bike and his crossbow right. From the next time we see him, the half side of his face is all burnt up. Punished him. Right? Yeah. So he definitely got punished at some he point. He got punished. Yep. Definitely. And so, he's still working for Negan obediently and, you know, trying right. to, you know. Right. So we so don't know what he's, what kind of mm -hmm. stuff he's, and resentments he's harboring, too. Mm -hmm. that he might be like, if I whole, find an opportunity, I'm going to try to overthrow it's him. It's okay, buddy. We're you almost I mean? done. So the whole, like, Dwight Darrell thing kind of reminds me of uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad with the, what was the blonde guy that kept him captive? Remember? Remember how they had the weird relationship? The guy, remember at the end of you watched all Breaking Bad, right? Oh yeah, um, you know what I mean. Yeah, ah, uh, uh, I can't remember his name right now. Um, he was really good. He was in Fargo too. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what I'm saying? Like that. That reminds me of like they, I think they might go in that direction of like you know the, you know the guy that's holding you captive and maybe like you know some sort of elements of like being friends. But yeah. Um, yeah, I can't wait for this Sunday to see what happens. I can't wait to see what happens, how the group reacts, how Rick tells people back at Alexandria what happened, yeah. you know? And, yeah. like, I don't think we'll ever see Morgan come back. I think Morgan's going to stick with Ezekiel because he's more his type. But, I mean, Morgan was the one who was against it from the get-go. You know what I mean? Like, he was the one that was like, no, this is not, you know, you can't be doing this, you know? Yeah, I, I just, it'll be interesting to see how they tell the rest of the story throughout the season. I'm just hoping that it doesn't, uh, the one thing that, bothered me a little bit about uh, season four was after the governor came back and blew down the walls of mm -hmm. the prison then they broke off and there was like five yeah, storylines and yeah. it was so many different things because now you have um, Kingdom well you Darryl. got you, we still haven't gotten back to Tara and Heath who went on their excursion uh, oh, yeah. right after they killed a, killed a bunch of Negan's guys yeah. um, so we haven't found yeah, out they're what's in going the on truck, with right? right well supposedly they went on a two week trip Wait, Jesus so Tara doesn't Tara, oh, no, doesn't, Tara's, yeah. Tara doesn't know that Denise is dead yet mm -hmm. um, we got Daryl's going to be captive with the saviors now mm -hmm. we got Rick and them going back to um, the Alexandria Maggie wants to go to the hilltop because she's still all banged up needs to Denise, find out yeah. what's going on with her with the baby, baby yeah. or not mm -hmm. um and then we got Morgan and Carol at the kingdom. So we have like five different storylines going I, I, I hope I, not I would too, like an but... episode to just, just go all around them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they don't really do that. I think that's maybe budget. 
like wise because each episode obviously costs a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they film down there. Uh, I think it's from April to like November or something like that. But like, I think when you start getting so many storylines, you start losing audience in that in that mm-hmm. respect too. Like it becomes too much. Like too Game, much. I Game of Thrones is an amazing show too. Mm-hmm. I almost tapped out at one point because there was so many storylines going yeah, on. It was out. hard to find. I tapped out. It's a good show. Oh, I know. I watched it till what ep- season five maybe. I think I got to, and I was just yeah. like, it just kept you know and like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they killed off some characters I really liked, and I liked the new ones they were bringing in, but, like, yeah. it was just so much, and it was uh-huh. just, like, I don't know, I just kind of yeah. teetered off there. I was just, like, I can't I can't follow it, you know? Yeah, so fingers crossed they don't uh, have too many too many uh, divergent storylines with, yeah. with The Walking Dead, but, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, what happens with uh, Maggie and the baby if she continues on to the hilltop, um, if uh, Rick and everybody get back to Alexandria and mm-hmm. kind of bury bury their own and see what happens. And it looks like we're going to see Negan pretty quick again. Yeah, after knocking the at fact, the gate. Knocking at the gate. I want to yeah. see that bad. Um, yeah. To see how... Because uh, really... Uh, there's not much muscle left, Alexandria. I mean, Gabriel. No. Gabriel has really turned a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, at the uh, the yeah, end of yeah, now, at the yeah. end of episode, at uh, the end of the last season, you yeah. know, he's like, yeah, this is. Yeah, we'll run through the checklist with you, Rick. This is all we got. We got everything. Yeah. You know, we got everything stocked. We got all the weapons yeah. ready. You trust us to yeah, defend Alexandria while we're gone. And even Spencer like, yeah, has yeah. come a little bit too. Like, yeah. all right, we got this. Like, what mm-hmm. are we gonna do? Are we gonna fight or what are we gonna do? And Rick's like, I trust you guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Gabriel Gabriel was too favorable really, for a while. God gave us the strength uh-huh. to defend ourselves. Yeah. It's good, you know. Yeah. Like, he needed that. He, yeah, he definitely that needed point that. Man. God, he was, for so long he was just bewildered oh, by yeah. the whole apocalypse. But well, I mean, look, my wife, I'm coming, buddy. can't stand Carl. She hates Carl. Really? And she like was like when Carl got shot, she was like, "Damn it!" She was hoping that it was going to be off a little bit more. Uh, and he yeah. would have lost his head, not yeah. just his eye. But yeah, she can't stand. She's him not at down all. with Carl. No, Carl. she hates Carl Papa. Carl Papa, she come on. She hates Carl Papa. Um, um, but I, my, he is so angsty. Yeah, my loathing was more towards Gabriel, which I love Seth Gilliam, the actor, but I didn't like his character at all. Um, but now yeah, that now he's, he's kind of changed, turned that corner, mm-hmm. I, I love, I, I love him so much more. Yeah, poor Carl, man, man. I can't imagine being a teenager <laughs> in the apocalypse with one eye. I mean, like, and he was ready to let go of his arm. Yeah, yeah. He'd just do it, Dad. You know? Right, just do it. And I think know? that was part of what broke Rick. At the mm-hmm. last straw was like, I'm yeah. gonna have to do this in order to save everybody, and, and realizing that that Carl, his son, was like, yeah, just I understand what, just do it. I understand the level, the complexity of what needs to t- occur for us not to lose our lives. Yeah. So, go, just go ahead and do it. And I was like, wow, I know. like it, 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 it kind of takes you back to when um, he kills his mom after she turns because mm-hmm. she was, you know, had had Judith and had couldn't stand labor, and he's like, this is something I have to do. Like it sucks, but he was like 11 then. Yeah, too, like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Well, the whole thing—it's kind of weird. Like, I'm glad—I'm glad they kept Chandler Riggs. You know, you can see that they change out the, the Judith baby yeah, every season. It's yeah. a different baby. Yeah. But Chandler Riggs—at least they kept him they kept on him the more. show. But mm-hmm. obviously, he's supposed to be only like 12. I think they started when he was eight. Yeah. He's supposed to be like 10 or 12, and mm-hmm. he's obviously like 17, 18. Yeah. And also, they're in the perpetual, never-ending summer. It right. never snows. Never. Right. You know, I think it rained. Yeah, a couple times. But yeah. I mean, I'd love to see a Walker episode with snow. I think I've said it before, but I yeah. mean, like. I think that would just be so creepy, you know, yeah. but they obviously can't do it with budget concerns, but we're going to have to uh, end this episode of Bobcast because Tyler is uh, getting tired of being in his chair. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, there are rules here on the Bobcast. Uh, Kev, thanks for coming over to my house talking about The Walking Dead. Hell yeah. And uh, we'll be back later this season. Word. Late.